Hi everyone, welcome to They Had Fun. I'm Rachel and I am back with another amazing story about New York City. And it is already episode 12 of season three. That means we are at our finale for the season. I cannot believe how fast it has gone by, but do not worry. As promised, we will be back for season four. There are so many great, fun New York stories still to come. So we will be back on June 21st. I'm going to take a month off as I always do, edit some more episodes, do some more interviews, have a few drinks, let's be honest. And uh, we'll be back on June 21st, so mark your calendars. But for now, let's get into our show for today. And I was thinking about how this has been going on for three seasons. Again, arbitrary, I made up the length of the seasons, but that's where we are. And I was like taking some time to reflect and not to get overly sentimental with you guys, but you know I am prone to that. Uh, I was thinking about recently, I was going to interview someone and they were having a hard time coming up with their most fun story. And they asked me, what is my definition of fun? And I was kind of taken aback. I was like, shit, I should have an answer for this as someone who has a podcast specifically about fun. And I didn't really have anything that just came to mind or like an elevator pitch. So as we sat there and talked it out, I kind of thought, you know, for me, so many things are fun. And as I say on the show, there are so many types of fun. Yes, many of them involve all sorts of wild escapades, but sometimes, you know, it's getting married like we've had or going to a grocery store with your dad. There's all types of fun. But for me, I guess, you know, what really differentiates it is the fun you have and the memory that sticks. That to me is what makes it fun is that you remember it. It's memorable. You can be somewhere in 10 years and be like, oh my God, remember that time. And I think that to me is what makes things so fun. Of course I have, you know, fun on a bike ride or fun this weekend, but how often am I going to remember those? So to me for now, The best description I have of fun is a time where you enjoyed yourself no matter what that was and you remember it and you'll remember it for years to come. That is my poetry to fun for this week. Most of all, what do you think? I want you to go out and have fun in New York City. I hope you really, really understand the sincerity in my voice when I say that. And if you don't believe me, give me your phone number. I'll text you and badger you like I do all of my friends to go out and do shit. Okay, speaking of going out and doing shit, let's get started with our Rachel's Rex. First up is my suggestion. Second is your request from Instagram. Don't forget on Friday, you can come and ask me anything you want for a recommendation in New York City. I would love to hear your request. So let's get started with mine. And that is Virginia's on East 3rd Street. This restaurant used to be up further in the East Village, maybe like 11th Street, I think. 11th and C. Now it's at 3rd and B. It's just such a great go-to classic restaurant. I was lucky to go this Sunday with my friend who was in town. We just had a lovely brunch. Unfortunately, you know, for you guys, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm a vegetarian. So I had a little stupid salad and it was great and it was delicious. But for my husband and my friend who were also there who can enjoy the things I can talk to you about, they had the wonderful burger, which everyone is raving about. They said it was absolutely delicious. I had a lovely glass of rosé. They have beautiful outdoor seating. It's just a great go-to. So go check out Virginia's on East 3rd Street. Okay, let's get into our second one. And that was your request for patio bars, exclamation point. And I cannot blame you. It is the time. It is the weather. So you should get out there. And obviously there's like a million, but one that comes to mind that I think most people would enjoy is Grand Torino in Williamsburg. It is easy to get to. It's right at North 7th and Barrie. And they have a massive 
massive outdoor setup, umbrellas, chairs, gravel, concrete, seats inside, everything you could want. And you know, it's just kind of like a regular bar. It's nothing super special, but they have the outdoor seating. You can get some sun. It's an easy to get to location. So if you're looking to go sit on a patio and drink in the sunshine of New York City, cheers to you and go check out Grand Torino in Williamsburg. Okay. Those are our two Rachel's Rex. Please, please, please for this month off where you can't hear me every week begging you to go out and have some fun. Remember this voice in your head when you're sitting on your couch and you're deciding to be lazy. Go out and have some fun and explore this wonderful city we are lucky enough to live in and and everything it offers us. Okay. Sorry, guys. I had to do it. It's the last one. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll be back June 21st to uh, bully you again. All right. Let's get on to my guest today. I am very excited for you guys to hear this one. He is the creative director of a production studio right here in New York City. Very cool. They have a coffee shop on the front. We'll get into that. Please welcome to the show, Nico Ramirez. Hello. How, uh, how are you? I am great. I'm so excited to talk to you. This would be the time of the show where we let all of the listeners know the way that I met you. And that was by hanging out in your wonderful, beautiful coffee shop at the front of your production studio, Foreigner on 21st Street. Yes. Yes. Very casually and organically. And I think what I like the most about our coffee shop is kind of like meeting people like you and we kind of like built it in a way that it kind of like designed to build community and to meet other creatives and to just meet other New Yorkers so um, I'm really happy that we met and you got the tour and we talked about this and I was like wait I do fun stuff what is, what is what's this thing about <laughs> I was just gonna say like if that's your goal mission accomplished because that is the vibe in there that's one of the reasons it drew me in is there's not a shit ton of seats with 60 people all working it's like it's a, it's a place where you go and you just like immediately start talking to the baristas everyone's like in there talking and like hanging out things like that and then of course I met you like the second or third time I was in there you gave us the whole tour of the place which is just actually mind-blowing and just nuts the whole studio space the basement we've got a wine cellar in the middle of things like there's all sorts of things it's just so cool so it is exactly a new york city place where you just meet cool people and have fun it sounds so cheesy but i feel like we built a playground in some sort of way and it does get people's attention because it's like we have a a small townhouse on 21st and 6th and there's a, a coffee shop in the front it's like a grab and go coffee shop with a couple seats and so as, as you know, because you did the tour, when you start going in, then you see we have a playground that it's it's in the backyard. It's just like, I mean, it's such a vibe for lack of a better <laughs> description. And then there's a wine cellar there that I didn't build. But two months after I signed the lease, I told my landlord, my real estate agent, there's a wine cellar down here. And he's like super casual, like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Some of those old buildings have wine cellars down there because, uh, you know, like humidity and, and temperature is pretty consistent throughout the year. And it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, that's super cool. But you didn't mention that. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to show you that on the tour. <laughs> One of those New York gems that just pops up. And I think it's funny the way you're saying, like, it kind of engages people. That's exactly what happened with us. We started chatting. I feel like all New Yorkers, we just had this conversation. We like to meet people, all of this. We start talking about you being on the show, the work you do. And then, you know, we friend each other on Instagram as you do in these days and I just casually strolling through your pictures and there you are with President Bill Clinton doing an interview and I'm like what did I get myself into here (laughs) what is that about do you care to elaborate on you being with one of our past presidents of the United States yeah yeah no absolutely um we were asked through a good good friend of mine one of my best friends who who works in, in politics we were asked if we could do a video by the way if we could shoot a video, but then 
that day I learned or that week that you don't say shoot when you're talking about a president. <laughs> um, so you can't say, oh, I'm going to go shoot uh, with Bill Clinton. So to say we, we're filming, we're filming, we're filming. So everybody's like, we're filming, we're filming, we're filming. So he asked that in the inauguration of Joe Biden, if we could shoot, a, if we can film a, an interview of Bill Clinton, um, ironically talking about, not ironic, but you will see why I mean ironically, about the peaceful transition of power. I was like, yes, of course, uh, happy to do this. It's like, well, we're going to film it at his house. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is getting really intimate. So we go up there, a lot of COVID screenings prior to going there, Secret Service background checks, Secret Service FBI checks. All of it, yeah. And so we're we're up there and we start filming. We have a QA. and uh, I must say this was Insurrection Day. So we didn't know that yet. So this is oh, on January shit. 6th. Oh my God. I know. And then it was my birthday, oh, which is January 6th. What is happening? <laughs> so we're filming. I remember all phones had to be shut down. Um, we want <gasps> no interruptions. This is wild. We're filming. Everything's going great. And one of the Secret Service guys comes in and is like, uh, we're going to need your guys to uh, move the production truck out of the uh, driveway. And we're like, sure, no problem. It's like uh, kind of fast. I'm so nervous. And then we go outside and pretty much Secret Service is like loading up guns and nothing happened. But it was kind of like surreal on a regular workday, you know, in case that compound could be a target for what was going on on January 6th. What a real turn of events there of like the highest high. And you come outside and it's like Secret Service with like machine guns, like get down. Everyone has to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, that must have been a very interesting um, day. But I just think it speaks volumes about you and like how you're just so interesting and you found this way to like intermix work and I mean I have to do it it's my job and fun this is like why we wanted to talk and this is why you're perfect for the show and I think it's something for people to aspire to every day a job doesn't have to fucking suck like you can have a good time and maybe on days it's going to be rewarding engaging and you're going to be with the next president and maybe on other days you're going to be like coming up with creative ideas and like a bar in the backyard of your design studio I think it's a really interesting idea for people to be like, there is fun to be had in jobs out there. I think that's what you're bringing to people. Yeah, thank you. The life-work balance could not be better. It hasn't always been like this, but I am happy where it's at right now because I know it is what I've been working to try to build. I think what you're saying is so motivational specifically for New Yorkers of this work-life balance to hear. I mean, how refreshing is that to hear someone be like, I have a really good work-life balance. You don't hear that very often from New Yorkers. It leads perfectly into a kind of like our first questions of the show. So let's let's get started in some of those. And the first question is always, when did you move to New York City? I moved to New York 11 years ago. I drove from Miami. I, I put everything in the U-Haul and I hooked that trailer to my SUV and I drove to New York 11 years ago. You drove up here from Miami? Yes. Wow. With all of your stuff? With all of my stuff, which wasn't very valuable. I had like literally an Ikea bed, which that <laughs> hindsight I should have just thrown away and bought it again. I came in with a job offer slash kind of like offered to be a partner in um in a small production studio. I don't have anything bad to say about those guys. It just wasn't what I was looking for and it wasn't on par with my ambition. So after a year, I just went on my own and started my shop in my living room in the Upper West Side in a tiny walk-up. I had one iMac and literally a tiny little living room and one client and then started hustling. That's the hustle, the gall of New Yorkers to just be like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do it. You're kind of answering already a little bit. The second question, which is always, why did you move to New York? It sounds a little bit like it was for this job and maybe that was enticing and it didn't play out. Is there a reason why you decided to take that job, why you didn't stay in Miami, whether you didn't go to LA? Like, was there something specifically that brought you to here? Things like a job opportunity are always 
the obvious answer, but I don't think it's the recent people that moved to New York moved to New York. And I think there we all have a common denominator. I don't know what it is. I don't know what to call it, but we do. So I think what, what brought me to New York was the feeling that I am invincible and that I could conquer anything that I want to conquer. And this city, it sucks if it, if, if it treats you bad, but if it treats you good, it treats you so good. I mean, I would say that almost everybody that lives in the city loves traveling out and loves leaving Manhattan. And then they find themselves in a beach and they're like, oh my God, I needed a break from the city. But when you're landing, when that airplane is like in the, in the window, you, you're like approaching JFK and you see the city, you start feeling it's like, oh, I miss this fucking city. You're giving me the goosebumps right now, because that is, it is that feeling. We've talked about it before on the show of just kind of the relief of getting back. And, you know, the part you're saying at the beginning about better minds than I have, like, tried to describe, like, what is it about the people who come here? What is this energy? Like, can you, like, bottle it up? But it does attract a very specific type of person. And, it, and that doesn't mean, like, oh, everyone is high earning net worth people or, like, everyone's striving in the same way or the same hustle. But there's something about that drive that to stay here and make it through all of this it is a very similar type of person it is kind of like we, we all have this kind of like feeling that we can do more than the, the town that we were in the, the city that we were in mm -hmm. and in, in my case it was the suburbs of Miami because it wasn't even Miami it was the suburbs of Miami everyone's felt like that for hundreds of years if they got to get here there is something that brings everyone here and it's what makes all of the people so great. We can tell you have a love for the city. You have built this incredible studio. You have these coffee shops. You have all this great stuff going on. You're really good at having fun. I know that. So I have to ask you the most important question of the show. And that is, Nico, what is the most fun you've ever had in New York City? On October 31st, so for Halloween, I had made no plans. I'm talking to one of my best friends. We both had no plans. We both had a busy week. And so I was like, wait, why don't we go to the game? So we have a friend who has courtside seats to, at the Nets. Sounds super pretentious, but it, it's not because they're not my seats. I'm not trying to show off because it's not like I'm paying thousands of dollars for the seats. It's it just, just a good friend. sounds like you have a good friend to have. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, yes. And honestly, he's always like, come to the game. So, so we, we go quite often. So I'm like, look, why don't we go to the game? It's super low key. Everybody's out. Everybody's doing stuff, wearing costumes. So it'll be like a super low key night. We don't have to think about making reservations anywhere. We don't have to think about what there's a really good red carbone has a carbone at the arena so we're like we can get you know we can have good food jesus what a <laughs> okay starting off good you know even if that's all we did it would be a great night so i'm like we don't have to worry about wearing a costume or so whatever so we're like all right so we go and we sit down and we have a meal before the game we have the game and i love how we just so quickly <laughs> so quickly passed I ate a carbone dinner, watch courtside uh, Nets game. Okay, let's get through that real quick. Let me get through <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, so I run into this this friend of ours. He's a restaurant guy. We're going to leave his name out. And <laughs> when I saw him, I already knew like, oh, fuck, this guy loves wine. Like it's one of those, and I love wine and I've had some fantastic wine, but I'm not a wine guy. I don't like to pretend I am. This is his thing. You know, we all have a thing where we like misspend mis money. He can, he can go and just like, this is where he would like literally don't care. Oh and just, gosh. So I see him it's like, oh, okay, fuck. This night is, this is not, it's not going to be a chill night anymore. <laughs> we sit down uh, at the restaurant because you can hang out at, at the restaurant between uh, halftime and also after you can hang out for like two or three hours. 
So we're there and he's like, oh, you guys have to try these bubbles. Like these bubbles are like from 2001, which was a great year. I don't know. Uh, you know, and, and he's like, you got some good friends. Yeah. <laughs> and then the sommelier knows him and he's like, oh, these are some great bubbles. I'm like, all right, fuck it. We're going to have some nice bubbles. And then we're like, let's take some edibles. Cause we're like, it's a, the night's young. So we take some gummies, nothing, you know, <laughs> nothing bad. We take a little bit and we're just having bottle after bottle. I'm asking my friend, like, how much was that bottle? And the guy's like, I don't know. I think it was like a thousand dollars. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and, and mind you, he keeps saying like, every time he orders a bottle, it's like, no, don't worry guys, this is on me. Like he takes- Oh my God, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, are you going to get some yes. crazy milk? So I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to split this thing. Like, I, I, I love it, but like, I don't need to have the thousand dollar bottle of wine. So for about an hour and a half or two, we keep having good wine and good conversations on gummies. We keep getting gummies, so we get munchy. So we keep ordering spicy rigatoni and field parm and all the goods. And then we're like, Dude, all right. This is hilarious. I'm already laughing I so know. hard just thinking about it's literally like some people's dream of a lifetime to like get into this restaurant and like, okay, whatever. Granted, you're not like at the specific one, but you're like, so I just, I just eat a gummy and then I get more carbone and then I eat more gummies and then they bring me more. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I almost forgot. We run into these kids. There's NFL players. They're You can tell they're young. Oh my God, the details. I know. I don't know how they knew our friend, but they, ended up joining us i love it so now we're like closing down the restaurant with two nfl players this basketball guy some wine that i can't afford <laughs> and we're a little high like athletes are very disciplined so like they don't drink a lot and they don't do a lot so they're being responsible i'm thinking like this is so we're so shit-faced and these guys are so sober but they were super nice we get out of the <laughs> arena and then somebody has a joint and is like you gotta smoke and i, I don't smoke so i didn't smoke but now everyone's smoking so it's like how fucked up is this going to get? So then we we just walk to a shitty, which is what I love about New York. We just having fun. So we walk like a block and a half to like a whatever bar, like half empty, no name. I don't know. I don't even know what it was. Mm -hmm. And we just had like two more beers with them. At that point, I told my friend, well, I did bring some shrooms. Oh, because we thought, what would it be funny if we watched like the second half on like chocolate shrooms? And we're like, yeah, so we didn't take them because we were having taking edibles and drinking wine. But at that point, like an hour and a half had been, and it's Halloween. It's time for the shrew. <laughs> yes, and we do have some friends that had invited us to some parties. We have no costume, and we're like, well, let's take one. And then we took shroom and a tiniest amount of molly, <laughs> which we thought. <laughs> It's the first time I had done it. And it's this is a cocktail you've put together here. I know for it's so irresponsible <laughs> no. for anybody. No, hearing, it's not. I don't do this on the way. No or the way. Weekly. For anyone hearing this, they had fun is fully promoting this type of behavior. Fully support. But then they started to kicking. So we get the tap at this bar and we're like, okay, no more beers. We feel a little high. Yeah. And we just start walking and we start looking at our phones and kind of like the options that we have. At that point, we didn't realize it's like almost 2 a.m. And then we're walking in and there's like, well, there's a party at the Nomad Hotel or the the Ned. Sorry, the Ned that just opened. Oh, yeah. So everybody was talking about the Ned and the party of the Ned. So we're like, fuck it, let's go to that party. And so we go to that party. At that point, it's like we get there. It's almost like 3 a.m. That's like exclusive invite, too. You have to have a membership to get in there. So you're hitting a lot of great things. Yes, granted my friend it's pretty connected i kind of like it's what it is and so we're going to the net no costume we get to the net to the door of the net it's a shit show nobody's getting in it's like the party the guess this is shut nobody comes it's like no we're friends of this guy he invited us 
honestly, we just want to say hi. We we just want to say hi to him. We don't care. It's like, no, 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 we don't. It's close. And we're like, we don't care. We're like, all right, fuck it. So we leave the net, not going in. I text my friend and I go like, hey, man, came to say hello. But we told him we we're on our way. But the, the door is shut. And he's like, absolutely not. You have to come in. And I'm like, well, where are you? And he's like, I already went home. <laughs> but Claire is going to come out to get you. And so I'm like, what? And so... Again, this surreal thing, and we're a little trippy. And we're like, no, no, buddy, you don't have to. Like, we're not even wearing a costume. We're nobodies. You don't have to do this. It's okay. We were just coming because you were here. It's like, no, 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 you have to see this party. Like, they went all out. We're like, buddy, don't worry. Like, honestly, we can have like dinner tomorrow. We just came to see you. It's like, no, no, no. Claire is coming out right now. <laughs> so this girl Claire comes out and it's like, Nico, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and we're like, what? And literally, there's like, it felt so stupid because there's like so many people trying to get in. It's like, you two, come in. That just does not in. sound stupid. That sounds cool. <laughs> I know. Like I you're know, getting into the place that everyone wants to be. It's silly. And then this girl gets us in and then we just don't ever see her again. She's just like, okay, have fun. And then <laughs> honestly, it was pretty epic because they'd go all out on the core. Like there was a giant skeleton in the inside when you walked in and it was like mechanic and he would like, he was like, but giant, I mean like two story high. Oh my gosh. And so it's like, you know, there's like a little dance floor and we're like, uh, let's get a drink. And we're like, again, we're a little high. They turn this place into a legit haunted house where we start walking outside of the dance floor and the hallways that have hotel rooms on the first floor, they basically turn every room into a theme. Like one of them was like a slaughterhouse. One of them was like something else. They went full on like like sleep no more kind of decor. But you're also tripping on mushrooms. But also we're tripping and we li- <laughs> I look at my friend and we're like, look, this is a little bit, we, this is a little too much for, 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 for us right now. So then we just leave and then walk home. Well, we walked to his place. He's like near Union Square. So it's a fantastic walk when you're on shrooms. It's like amazing to just walk in the city and then he was like nightcap so i went upstairs and we had what we thought was gonna be one glass of wine but we had another bottle of wine and we just had like an hour conversation about honestly amongst many things how fucking epic things can be in like a random night and also you know just being truthful kind of like how we've weaved ourselves into this network of New Yorkers that we can get access to all these little things in one night in like it's eight hour span it's not the most exciting part of the story but probably my favorite is kind of like you know have a like a cathartic honest wind down conversation about just life and that's how it ended that's sometimes the best part of the night and I totally feel first of all the story is just absolutely fucking wild and so there's all of that and we put that to the side but I totally feel exactly what you're saying like you know we're getting like this little kid like driving up with his Ikea bag for Miami and then you're just like it's 4 30 in the morning and you're like how did my life become this like how did I eat multiple meals at Carbone in one night, sit at the Nets courtside, walk down to some divey bar and hang out with my friends, wind up at the hottest club to get into and can't even get in, but she knows my name. And then like the beautiful walk home through the city. It's weird. These things can happen in New York and like we take them for granted sometimes. And it's nice to hear that the most sentimental part of the evening for you on top of everything was just sitting there with your friend and just being like, damn, this is our life. Yeah, yeah. And and to be fair, we we don't do shrooms often, but it kind of always, <laughs> it kind of always, because I'm like very talkative. So I, 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 
it kind of always ends there with like, how the fuck are we here? And and also <laughs> you you combine that with like, I have big imposter syndrome of like, I'm here by mistake. Like, there's no way, no. like, I'm, I'm I'm this talented or this good or this blah blah blah. Which I think keeps you kind of like on check. But I'm definitely kind of like pinching myself. How does this happen? And it's also like a lesson to like, and if this is your dream, then then so be it. Built but you don't have to be the richest person in the world the richest person in the neighborhood in the city to to enjoy some of the biggest either exclusive or cool or unique things in the world you just have to be kind and personable and likable and think you'll find yourself in rooms where if you wanted to you could make the best out of them and maybe like me build some friendships that put you into those rooms and 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 they're genuine honestly every everybody that i mentioned in the story i i think the story sounds somewhat pretentious but everybody that I mentioned, it's a true friend who I've like cooked for in my house and I've invited into my space. And it's not not a, oh, you're the owner of this or you're my friend. These are like really has become like a New York family. Well, we all have to create our own little like crew in New York City sometimes. And yours this turns out to be like a really great, well-connected one. So kudos to you. And it doesn't <laughs> sound pretentious. It just sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. And it just sounds like you had a great time and that's okay. And what is with all New Yorkers having this terrible imposter syndrome? Because I just talk to people and I'm like, I'm so impressed. Like everything you're doing is incredible. The amount of fun you had is insane. And like, that's what this city can be. And I think people should hear this and just be like, go out, whether you're at a dive bar, whether you're at the greatest club, you're going to have a great time. I think it sounds like a lot of fun and definitely, definitely do a lot of drugs. That is for sure. <laughs> An endorsement <laughs> from us. I love that story. It sounds like a tremendous amount of fun. That's yeah, fun. Okay. I need to ask you our last and final question of the show. And that is, what is your favorite thing about New York? I think diversity is one of them. And, and I mean that in, in kind of like every aspect of the city. So it, it is because it is such a diverse city that we get, no matter where you live in the city, you probably have an option to dine Indian, American, Latin, Italian, Greek within a four block radius. So it's that's pretty magical to me that you can be like, oh, I'm in Murhill. Oh, I'm in Soho. Oh, I'm in whatever, you know, East Village. And it's like, what are you in a mood for? And you could just literally have anything you want. That diversity, I, I think I, I love. I'm an immigrant from Colombia. So I, obviously I kind of love meeting people from other cultures and, and seeing people that come from different places have conquered their piece of the city. So I think that it's probably my favorite thing. I, I always jokingly say, if you're intolerant about diversity or if you're racist or if you're whatever, it's like, just don't live in New York. This is going to be a nightmare for you if you do. <laughs> it's nuts. I mean, my first advice is don't be racist. But my second one is like, don't be here. This is insane. I mean, you know, you get in the subway and just one subway car, whatever wagon, I don't know what you call that you can see, you know, 17 different races. So I love that. Yeah, I think that's such a great answer. And like the way you're saying it is so wonderful that it's not just like the diversity, it's the way that that plays into every facet of life in New York City. Those are the people that are the most talented, the most whatever, their foods. It's being around other types of people that turn you to being into a new type of person. And I think it's like a perfect bumper sticker. So it's like, if you yeah. don't like, if you're like a racist, just don't come. Like, it's not going to be a good time. Yeah, you're going to hate it. <laughs> you're going to hate it here. Well, you definitely don't hate it. Neither one of us do. I love your story. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad I met you. I'm so glad you're great at having fun in New York. We'll have to do it together sometime. Thank you so much for being on the show. I love talking to you. Thank you so much for having me and for, you know, thinking that it was interesting enough to hear a piece of my of my story. I uh, really, really loved it. Really have fun. Uh, I love what you're doing. 
it's it's awesome to kind of like spread this funness of the city. It's very unique. Oh, well, thank you. That's that's very nice. We need to spread the fun. And of course, most of all, thanks, New York. They had fun.